Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we desire to be diligent in our studies, and I'm your host, as always, Joshua Cantrell. We are back today with Season 6 here on the Diligent Podcast, and really for the entire Scattered Abroad Network, and we are just so thankful for your support, for your willingness, for your patience, and a lot of different things. And uh, we are just just so grateful to the God in heaven for giving us, granting us this opportunity to talk about him, to talk about the word of God, to challenge all of you, but most of all, to encourage all of you as well. We know the world in which we live in today is difficult. There are a lot of pressures from without, from within. But if we all band together, we can certainly be the people of God that he would have us to be. As always, want to give a shout out to my two good friends, Michael and Kayla. I'm just so thankful to them and their willingness to give me this opportunity to speak to you all on this particular platform. Just so thankful to the entire Scattered Broad Network. And as I always like to say, everyone on the network is not just a great preacher, but they are also a great Christian as well. Uh, they can preach better than anyone in the brotherhood, I believe. But they are also great Christians, great husbands, great fathers, great mentors. They just wear so many different hats, like many of you all as well. And always just so thankful to them and what they do and what they bring to the network here. And I always encourage you guys to make sure you go and listen to their podcast as well because they have so much great content, so much great material that is always that will challenge you, that will convict you but that will also encourage you in your relationship with God. So season six here on the Diligent Podcast, spent a lot of time discussing, throwing different ideas off the wall at myself, wondering what could I talk about this season that could help people as they go throughout this world. And then the idea just kind of landed on me here uh, I'm the preacher at the Avondale Church of Christ in Atlanta here, and for our summer series, the theme was how we can live in the world and not be of the world, and it just dawned on me like, man, that would be a really good talking or really good place to begin for this season here on the Diligent Podcast. So basically, we're going to be talking about in it, not of it. As always here on the Diligent Podcast, we love to do Bible studies. We love to dig deep. And we are certainly always, we're not going to steer from that at all. So we're certainly going to be doing that as well. But also this season as well, I have some surprises down the road for you guys. So be looking out for those things and uh, really, really looking forward to uh, to you all being with me uh, for this season six. So with that being said, let's begin always with scripture. When you think about this concept being in the world and not of the world, of course, we find the basis of that in our Lord's Prayer that's recorded for us in John chapter 17, especially John chapter 17, and verse number 11. The New American Standard 95 says, I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are. In the old King James Version, it's just going to say, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. In verse number 13 of John 17, he says, but now I come to you 
And these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I, Jesus says, I am not of the world. Sanctify them through truth. Thy word is truth. And so when we think about this concept, being in the world and not being of the world, what are we really talking about? Because I'm sure you all have heard and I've heard it. I've even said it in the past sometimes. You know what, man, that's 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 a very true and valid statement. We're in the world and we're not of the world directly from John chapter 17. But that's but just because we use that terminology in it, not of it, that doesn't minimize or paralyze what we feel in the world as well. It would be one thing if we had no feeling, if we had no understanding, no concept, but of course those things in the world, they do affect us on some level, but ultimately as Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 2, our citizenship is in heaven anyway. In 1 Peter 1 and verse number 3 and verse number 4 there, Especially verse number four, Peter there says that we have a reservation reserved in heaven for you. In John chapter 14, one to verse number three there, Jesus is telling his disciples there that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I come again, I will receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And so this concept of being in the world and not of the world doesn't negate the fact that what goes on in the world does hurt us because it does. We see that there's sin in the world. There's well, there it is. There's sin in the world because there's sin in the world. Those things, whether it's in our own family members or whether it's someone we know whose family member is going through something as a result of their sin, whatever it is, those things hurt us. Thus, they make us go more and more and more to the throne room of God to be able to talk about those things. And so as we discuss this concept of being in the world, excuse me, and not of the world, we always need to understand that we look at this world and we look at the things of this world as it pertains to us being Christians, us being children of God. How can we navigate through this world? How can we find the answers to what it is that we're looking for? As some people probably will question in that way. Well, you know what, man? I'm just trying to find my purpose. I have the privilege of talking to a lot of young people, as I'm sure many of you all who are listening to this as well. And, and, and they're always saying, man, you know, I just really need to find my purpose in life. I really don't know what my purpose is in life, but... I think about Acts chapter 17 with you today. And in Acts chapter 17, as Paul is talking, of course, to those in the Areopagus or Mars Hill, and ultimately Paul there is going to begin this great defense about the God in heaven in verse number 22 and following there. But in verse number 27 there, I believe Paul really gives us or really makes it plain for what are aim should be in life is in Acts 17 and verse 27. Paul says that they should, here it is, seek the Lord 
if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far, every one from us. And so this idea of us trying to find our purpose in life, it first and foremost needs to begin with having a right understanding and a right concept of who God is. Now, the only way you're going to know who God is, is for you to open up the word that he has given to you. It's rather sad that so many people in the world are looking for God as if he's gone somewhere, as if he's hidden himself from us. God can be known. The book of Job is going to ask two questions. Canst thou by searching find out God and canst thou find the almighty unto perfection? We can find God out because God has revealed himself to us. Again, it would be one thing if God said, I want you to find me. God gives us a roadmap where we, I love watching the movies where they go and they're looking for buried treasure. They're, they're going to the depths and the ends of the earth and they're having all these different clues and they're just trying to find the buried treasure. Uh, Indiana Jones, those movies do a great job at that. Take us on a journey, National Treasure. Take us on a journey through time so we can find something. And when it comes to you and your relationship with God, brethren, God is not hiding himself from us in that way. But God has revealed himself to us. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and following, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, having these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he have appointed heir over all things. In Hebrews 10, verse 7, lo, I come in the volume of the book. And so the way in which God speaks to us today, of course, is through the word of God. And so if you want to hear a word from the Lord, you need to go to the word that he has given to us. And so this idea, again, of not of the word, but let's go back up. Let's 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 talk about this uh, in it, but not of it. And so when you think about this phrase in the world, Jesus is really coming off the jump and really letting us know right from the very beginning there how we are people, his people, we are Christians, and because we are his, we have to live in this world. It would be one thing if there was a world that only Christians could live in. And so this, I, this, this, this concept of in and not of it, it really wouldn't be applicable to us as much. But because there's just this one world, there's just earth, and we all live here, sinners, saints, Old Testament, I mean, um, um, you, you think about first century language, Jew or Gentile. You think about all the different terminologies and all the different ways today. Today, there's just one world, just like it was back then as well. And so this idea of in it, we are in the world. As one of my teachers used to say, that is ungetaroundable. You, 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 you just simply can't get around the idea and the concept that we do live in this world. But what about the idea of not of the world? The idea when Jesus says that we are not of the world is the idea that even though we are in the world, and even though we live in the world, we work in the world, the things of this world 
the distractions of the world, the sin in the world, doesn't mean we have to partake in those things. You see, that's just like if I go to, I don't know, if I go to Walmart, it's a Walmart right down the street from the church building in Atlanta. Here. If I go down the street to Walmart or to, or, or, or to McDonald's and I go in there with the sole purpose of just going to get a salad, just wanting to get a salad. Now, there's a lot of temptation to get a burger, to get fries, to get all these other things that are in this particular McDonald's. Even though I'm in the McDonald's doesn't mean I have to get everything that's not good for me. I can just get a salad, I can get me a cup of coffee in early in the morning, and I can get on up out of there. Just because I'm in it doesn't mean I have to partake. You think about, I have a, a preacher friend that lives in Pensacola. And when you think about where Pensacola is and you think about the southern part of Alabama there, taking you down the Gulf Shores and, and all down that way throughout the country there, they have a lot of different uh, dog racing and gambling and all these other things going on. Even though he lives there doesn't mean he partakes in those things. And so that's the concept and that's the idea of what we're talking about, being in it but not of it. And thus we can think about so many different illustrations today. We go, my family and I, and I'm sure many other people, we like to go to baseball games. Here in Atlanta, we have the Atlanta Braves. And just because they sell alcohol, just because everyone is doing those things, doesn't mean we Christians, we don't partake in those things. Because even though we're in the world, hey man, we know that's sinful. We're not even going to touch those things. Because God has already told us, don't touch those things. Stay away from those things. Shy away from those things. We are in it. We're not of it. And thus, next time we're together, I want to use 1 Corinthians as a springboard to help us better understand what it is that we're going to talk about for this idea of in it and not of it. Again, so many great things that are going to be presented to you this particular season here on the Diligent Podcast. I am really excited. Just thankful once again for the opportunity uh, to do this. And again, make sure you guys go listen to all the different networks, um, the Scared Abroad Network, but I mean, what I mean by that is the different podcast under the Scared Abroad Network. And I, I, I guarantee you will be so encouraged, so, so, so motivated as you go throughout this weekly, um, as, 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 as you just go throughout your week. And as we, again, think about in and not of it, challenge yourself this week as you go to different places and just keep that idea in your mind. You know what, man, while I really am in the world and God is not you know, going to just take me and put me in a world all by myself, man, I I really am in this world. But that doesn't mean I'm of this world. And I hope, trust, and I pray that what we talk about this season will truly, truly, truly be a benefit to you and your relationship with God. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, where we desire to be diligent in our studies. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell.